Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620-CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have a two-part interview with the new High Commissioner to the United Kingdom. Ralph Goodale says farm trade will be a key feature of his new job. Real agriculture looks at Canadian attitudes towards agri-food. We hear about a call to reward farmers to reduce greenhouse gases. And we take a look at seeding plans on a farm near Mossbank, south of Moose Jaw. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306-721-6667. Former Regina MP Ralph Goodale has been named the new High Commissioner to the United Kingdom. Goodale says farm trade will be one of his key projects in his new role. As big as some other markets uh, uh, in uh, in Asia or in the United States, for example, uh, but uh, it's a it's a high quality market. Uh, buyers like uh, Warburton in uh, in the UK have been purchasers of uh, Canada number one red spring wheat, top quality uh, for for decades. And they always come to those same suppliers to get the very best possible product. Uh, so it's a it's a good market, uh, and it's it's one that uh, that has I think some potential to uh, to expand. And we've got to finish the negotiation of a new trade agreement with the UK in the wake of Brexit. We have a temporary agreement in place, uh, and that simply holds the status quo. So. Uh, 98% of what moves is, uh, is tariff free. Uh, but it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's an agreement that we can improve upon. And one of the jobs for the next year is going to be negotiating that new Canada UK trade agreement to, uh, replace what was lost when, uh, when Brexit went through. Will you be pushing for some improvements to Canadian trade on agriculture in terms of tariffs or are there any there now? Uh, well, the the, uh, the access is pretty good, uh, but there are always issues to tackle, and you can you can always make it better. We think, for example, uh, that we should have more uh, access into the EU for beef and pork, uh, and and that's a an area that we would want to uh, 
what want to pursue. There's also uh, a technical issue that what what the what the trade negotiators often call the the tyranny of small differences. Uh, when you've got little different regulatory variations from one market to the next, and those loom large in terms of of uh, preventing trade from moving as as uh, freely and uh, in as large of volumes as it could. So that's one thing always to be on guard for, especially now when we don't have we don't have the European rules to deal with vis-a-vis the United Kingdom. We have to establish our own set of new rules, and maybe we can improve on that tyranny of small differences and improve access by making the regulations uh, more efficient and more consistent. What areas of agriculture trade can be expanded to the United Kingdom? You mentioned cattle, but what other areas? We can always work on uh, on uh, grains and, and oil seeds and special crops. Uh, our major uh, exports right now start off with, uh, with wheat and then lentils uh, and then durum wheat and then chickpeas. Uh, and then you get into other products like iron and steel and uh, animal feed preparations and so forth. Uh, I think on all of these areas, uh, y- you can you can see uh, expanded volumes, building new relationships, uh, making it clear that uh, that Canada wants to be seriously in this market and uh, and dealing uh, with every sales opportunity. That takes time and attention. Uh, you can't just be flitting in and out. You've got to have consistent concerted attention on market opportunities to show your customers that you really care and you're really determined to be their best supplier. So in all of those those fields, uh, uh, you know, Saskatchewan is uh, is moving forward with the uh, with the protein uh, industry super cluster, which should make us the best supplier of plant based protein and protein products in the whole world. There, there may well be some uh, some business opportunities that develop around that between Canada and the UK, between Saskatchewan and the uh, and the UK. Coming up, Ralph Goodale discusses the actual value of the trade between the United Kingdom and Canada, and especially Saskatchewan, and it is quite surprising. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on six twenty CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca Former Regina MP Ralph Goodale says farm trade will be an important focus in his new job as the Canadian High Commissioner to the United Kingdom. Goodale says farm trade is extremely important between Canada and the UK. The volumes are clearly smaller than the U.S. because the U.S. market is uh, big and close and, and we've had a great uh, trading relationship with the Americans for a very long time. But we also have had a very significant trading relationship with, with the UK. The total volume of goods that are traded back and forth every year is about $30 billion worth. Uh, and services on top of that is another $15 billion worth every year. Uh, so that that is a very important, very ex- significant amount of uh, of business. Uh, the leading agricultural product is wheat. And in 2019, which is the last year that we have uh, the statistics recorded, it's about $47 million worth of wheat that was traded, followed by lentils at uh, over $10 million. Uh, and then Durham over uh, five, almost six million, and so forth. 
So you add up the total list for Saskatchewan alone, and that's $77 million worth of trade between Saskatchewan and the UK. And then you multiply that for the whole country, uh, and you get up to uh, $30 billion every year. So it's a, a big market, and you hope to crack that market and make it even bigger for Canada? Yes, and I think you, you, you do that by servicing your suppliers and servicing your customers. Uh, and that's really what the, uh, what the High Commission, which is the Canadian embassy in, in the UK, that's what the High Commission uh, is there to, to facilitate, make sure that the lines of communication work, make sure that, that it's easy for buyers and sellers to uh, link up with each other and to, uh, and to do business. Uh, and it's a, a relatively easy market in which to do that because the, the uh, there are no language differences the the culture is very much the same there's a common set of values including including business values the long history uh we share a common form of government uh we share a monarch and so forth so there are all sorts of good personal connections upon which we can build you've got to get over the the, the big the big uh, impediment that stands in the way which is it's the Atlantic Ocean between us. It's not as easy as just going across the border to North Dakota. Uh, so so it, it's, a, it's an, a market where we have to make a little more effort, but it's one that is obviously a, a wealthy market. They like top quality food, and they like the kinds of standards that Canadians adhere to. When do you take up the post, and how long is the appointment for? The position, uh, I'm, I'm in the job right now, and I will uh, take up the post actually physically in London at the beginning of next week. And it typically, the, these appointments are at pleasure, which means the Prime Minister and the Cabinet will, will de- decide when it begins and when it ends. Typically, they run for about four years or so. That's roughly the time horizon that one would plan on. We always plan, though, to, uh, to make uh, Regina our home, and we'll be here as often as we can. Former Regina MP Ralph Goodale is the new Canadian High Commissioner to the UK. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Bernard Tobin here for realagriculture.com. Today we're going to discuss uh, Canadian attitudes toward agriculture and agri-food. What do Canadians like about the sector? What captures attention? And what appears to be falling off consumers' radar? Um, For some thoughts, we're going to discuss the latest agri-food opinion poll from Grassroots Public Affairs. Um, and to sort through what Canadians are thinking, I'm joined by uh, Grassroots' very own Peter Seaman. Hi, Peter. Hey, great to have you on Real Agriculture. Hey, Bernard. Thanks for the opportunity to chat again. It's always a pleasure. Um, Peter, this is the third year for your national survey. Tell us about what you're looking to measure and a little bit about your methodology. Sure, yeah. As you mentioned, third year, we've been uh, adjusting some of the questions from year to year. We've been partnering with some organizations to provide them an opportunity to go into the field with us. And generally, all of the questions are related around uh, agri-food. And our our purpose really is to take a snapshot of uh, general Canadians' attitudes towards the sector 
we've had the privilege of working with different ag associations over the years, and often uh, we find we can get in a bubble. You know, the people that live and breathe this industry every day sometimes take it for granted that uh, most Canadians outside of the industry uh, have uh, very limited perceptions of what's going on. And our purpose of the poll is to go out there and take a snapshot every year and uh, get an assessment on um, where attitudes are. Are there any change changes in uh, beliefs and opinions? And, and every year we add a few new questions as well, just to sort of uh, take the pulse, if you will, of Canadians uh, as it relates to agri-food and agriculture. Mm-hmm. Now, overall, your survey indicates that Canadians maintain a high level of confidence in the food produced by Canadian agriculture. Um, is that confidence growing, Peter? And I, I'm wondering whether COVID-19 has impacted Canadians' perceptions. Yeah, we, we think, look, the good news is, is we've taken this poll three times. We've done some smaller polls in different jurisdictions across Canada. And regularly, uh, without fail, we see the Canadians generally hold uh, agri-food and, and the work being done domestically by our farmers in a very, very positive light, which is great. They value uh, food grown and produced in Canada over every other jurisdiction in the world. But we are seeing some changes. And last year, it's it's always very relevant when issues make the news. And last year, as you know, when COVID first impacted Canadians, there was a lot of talk around the potential consequences to the agri-food sector and more specifically the impact that uh, may have occurred with respect to uh, migrant workers not being able to get in the country and farmers not being able to harvest their crops. As a result, we saw a really good support for agriculture last year and, and great concern. This year, it hasn't been uh, as big an issue on the day-to-day news. It's maybe been uh, overtaken by the concerns around the third wave around COVID. So good news is Canadians are there, but they can quickly forget if issues aren't front and center in the general news and they're not being exposed to it on a regular basis. Yeah, building on that, Peter, some interesting nuggets in the survey. One thing you note is that 70% of Canadians have never visited yeah. an operational or commercial farm. You know, was that surprising? And, you know, do we need to address this? And, you know, how can how can the industry move that number? Yeah, I, you know, at first glance, I found it very surprising. And then the more I thought about it, Bernard, I thought, well, I shouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, Statistics Canada indicates that I think it's around 84% of Canadians now live in urban centers. A hundred years ago, that was completely reversed. So even 25, 30 years ago, there were more Canadians that maybe had an exposure to a farm growing up and then moved to a city. Now you're seeing subsequent generations grow up in cities and urban centers. And it really did surprise me. That was 70% of Canadians have never visited a farm, ever. And when we did a subsequent follow-up question on that, that those that have visited the farm, overwhelming majority had very positive perceptions on modern agriculture. So perceptions matter and exposure matters. I know there's been many great programs of different organizations across the country that have tried to open up their doors and uh, to people to give them exposure to what farming is all about. That's critically important. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, 
or visit themoosejawtruckshop.com. Today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers late this afternoon. Wind southwest 20, becoming north 50, gusting to 70 this afternoon. The high today, 12 degrees. Temperature falling to zero this afternoon. 60% chance of flurries tonight. The low, minus 11. Friday, sunny. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour and a high of plus 4 tomorrow. The low, minus 7. Saturday, partly cloudy. The high, 9. The low, minus 5. Sunday, partly cloudy. The high, 8. The low, minus 2. Monday, partly cloudy. The high, 12. The low, minus 1. Tuesday, sunny, the high 15, the low minus 1. Wednesday, sunny, the high near 15. Normal high for this date, 14 degrees. The normal low, 0. Sun rose at 5.50 this morning. It sets at 8.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is yellow grass near Weyburn at 16 degrees. The cold spot, Collins Bay up north at minus 11. Estevan is 15. Saskatoon, plus 1. Swift Current, plus 2. Weyburn 14, Yorkton 13. Sunny in Regina, 12 degrees. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 37, gusting to 51. Humidity is 38%. The barometer rising, 100.7. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 9 degrees. Winds are from the north at 35, gusting to 52. Once again, Regina, sunny in 12. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. Six Saskatchewan crop commissions are pushing for farmers to be rewarded for reducing greenhouse gases. The commissions have made a submission to the Ministry of Environment on a proposed provincial greenhouse gas offset program. Sask Wheat Chair Brett Halstead says the current proposal does not recognize farm efforts to reduce greenhouse gases and he wants to change that. Basically we're talking to our provincial government about the need to recognize producers for the contributions they have made in in climate um, carbon sequestration and, um, you know, through the reduced tillage. And one of the things in the discussion document has been using the number 40% as a threshold, um, and that means if there's already 40% of producers or of the land using a, a practice like direct seeding, then it wouldn't qualify. And we think that's wrong penalize Saskatchewan producers for being early adopters. We are going to continue to sequester a large amount of carbon in our soils every year as we go forward. Um, you know, we're going to pay a carbon tax. So I think there needs to be a way that we can get recognized for what we're doing good for the environment. Even if we've done it in the past, we're going to continue to do it in the future. So this is an effort to tell the provincial government, and obviously it would go to the federal government, that you want farmers to be recognized for carbon sequestration through new farming practices, relatively new, and that the proposals so far just aren't acceptable. You know, it's not just new farming practices. It's that we're going to continue to sequester carbon using these practices. It's not going to quit because we've done it for 10 or 20 years. 
it's going to continue. And another important thing I want to mention is, you know, six um, producer commissions got resolutions that they wanted their commissions to stand up for farmers' rights on this and uh, find a way that farmers get recognized and rewarded for the good work they're doing for the environment. I've heard a lot of concern among farmers about the rising carbon tax. The federal government wants to push it, I think, to $170 a ton by the year 2030. Just how big an issue is that? Well, it's huge because as farmers, we're not able to pass that cost on. And other jurisdictions don't have that same tax. So we become uncompetitive very quickly, and it's likely to get worse as that number rises. Yeah, you can say farmers don't pay it on the fuel, but on the delivery of the fuel, on the fertilizer manufacturing, on everything else, our grain transportation, you name it, it's either in there or hidden in there. And that just adds up, and we're not able to pass that cost on. It makes us very uncompetitive in a world market that we compete in. So this submission is an effort to ensure farmers get some credit for the carbon sequestration that is done naturally on the farm. Absolutely. If we're going to pay a tax on the work we're doing and what we're buying, here's what we're doing to do good in return, that we need recognized and credited for that. The Crop Commission says Saskatchewan farmers sequester about 9 million tons of carbon dioxide equivalent per year. A protocol for crop production is expected in 2022. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. By this time, many farmers have usually started seeding in southern Saskatchewan in areas closer to the U.S. border. However, the fluctuating temperatures are keeping growers off the field for the most part. Sherilyn Jolly Nagel and her family farm in the Moss Bank area, which is about 70 kilometers southwest of Moose Jaw. She says there have been some really cold nights and are pumping the brakes on seeding. Traditionally, seeding, she says, in that Moss Bank area begins about now, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of April, but the delay is not a big concern. Jolly Nagel says the seeded area will be a little lower this year. Well, our acres ebb and flow a little bit all the time. Uh, you know, it's been as high as 18,000 over the last couple of years, and we've since got into the haying business. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because we want to have something for the kids to do in case they pull them out of school or what, but anyways, yeah, we've taken some of our marginal land or some land that really needs a, a, a shake-up, and we've gone that road in some of the acres. So seedable acres this year will be in the neighbor of about 16 and a half. Um, we still feed a lot of canola, a lot of durum for cereal crop, uh, a little bit of barley. And we've always been pretty heavy on the pulse side of things. Uh, I'm often talking about growing chickpeas and the trials and tribulations of that, but we don't have chickpeas in the rotation this year. Uh, we have large green lentils. So, yeah, and, and things are falling into place out here. Mother Nature just keeps giving us, you know, a little skip of snow here and there and a gust of wind here and there. So we're ready. The, the drills are full, and we are ready to put some seed in the ground when it warms up a bit. Uh, it'll be sometime next week, likely, before we get in full swing. Uh, but we're excited and, and ready to go. Commodity prices look great. Uh, we're feeling pretty optimistic. We have very little water. It is very, very, very dry. I'm not too worried about germination. I think there's enough uh, moisture in the soil there to germinate the seed, but throughout the growing season, we're going to be looking for some in-season rain. 
Jolly Nagel talks about the decision to switch a few acres out of crop production for now. It's really about what the land requires. There's just some pieces of land that we've been farming for a number of years that weren't performing the way we wanted them to. You know, we tried different variable rate applications. We tried seeding different things on it. We tried different fertilizer blends and just felt like it was the right time to put some of that land back into grass, put some alfalfa out there. And I think it'll be beneficial. I hope to bring it back into production again later on. Jolly Nagel farms in the Moss Bank area about 70 kilometers southwest of Moose Jaw. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola rose 15.20 at 7.6907. Number one red spring wheat went up 8.48 at 3.0373. The rest were unchanged. Durham 2.9946. Feed barley 2.6768. Flax 6.9363. Lentils 6.9250. Oats 2.0953. Yellow peas 3.8370. And feed wheat 2.3884. The Minneapolis Spring Wheat May Futures are up 20 and a half cents at 6.99 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest Livestock Quotes. Hello, Calvin Jr. for Heartland Livestock Yorkton with your market report for the week of April 21st. A real nice run on offer here this week with 1,880 in the pre-sort, 473 cows and bulls for a total of 23.55. On the feeder side, the market seems to be trending steady to the previous two weeks. The heifers seem to be climbing up five cents a hundred on a few certain classes. Here are a few highlights of this week's sale: Buckskin steers 493 pounds at 248.50, 708 weights at 211 and a quarter, 789 weights at a buck 89. Block steers 503 at 245.50. 708 pounds, 207, 785 pound block steers, a buck 87.75. Red X steers, 477 pounds, a 251.50. We had a one owner set of steers from Perch Farms at Kipling, real cracker jocks, 680 pounds, a 218. On the heifer trade this week, we saw buckskin heifers at 561 pounds, a 205.75. More buckskin heifers, 631s at a dollar 98.75. Black heifers, six forty-five at a dollar ninety fifty. Red X heifers, six twenty-six at a dollar ninety and a quarter. The heifers are still twenty to twenty-five cents back of their brothers. On the cow and bull trade, we saw three hundred seventy-eight cows, average ninety-one cents. D one, D two cows, ninety to ninety-eight with a high of a dollar four on thirteen Charlotte cows, weighing eighteen oh three. D three cows, eighty to eighty-seven with a high of eighty-nine. Light Shelley cows, sixty-seven to seventy-five. The bulls are strong this week with forty-seven big bulls on offer. The bulls average a dollar seven with a high of a dollar twenty three fifty on a good high yielding exotic bull. Producers we are holding pre sorts every week for the next month. We will receive and sort cattle on Mondays and Tuesdays. So just give us a call to book them in and we'll get the job done for you. At this time we would like to thank our producers from the Paw Manitoba to the US border at Estabat, and from Saint Rose to Saskatoon. Thanks for your business and we look forward to the future. Once again, this is the Junior for Heartland Livestock, Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,600 hogs Wednesday. 
selling a range of 229 to 244 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,800 head, selling in a range of 229 to 244 per CKG. Hams number one sales this week are selling in the range of 70 to 77 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up 31 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2523. The Canadian dollar is currently trading 80.07 cents US. And that's the latest Brandon and Moosejaw plant price quotes, 229.38 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. And SMHI. Farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers Insuring Farmers, MunicipalHale.ca. The Saskatchewan government is reporting a record subsurface mineral public offering. The first subsurface mineral crown public offering this fiscal year raised $2.45 million in revenue for the province. This is the largest single sale since the province began the subsurface mineral public offering process in 2018. 117 subsurface mineral permit blocks totaling 561,000 acres received bonus bids of $2.45 million. The highest bid was $262,000 from ROK Resources. This 14,573 acres block is east of Weyburn and prospective for brine minerals such as lithium. Synergy Land Services acquired the most land with a bid of $557,000 to acquire 22 permits totaling 99,000 acres. Held in April, August and December of every year, the subsurface mineral public offering is a competitive bidding process for the transparent disposition of subsurface mineral rights. These minerals include natural mineral salts like boron, lithium, potassium, sodium, nitrogen, phosphorus and their compounds occurring more than 60 meters below the land surface. Potash is a potassium compound. Lithium is a brine mineral that's attracting attention, most recently for use in lithium-ion batteries. The next subsurface mineral public offering is August 23rd. On the markets, the TSX is down 87 points at 19,056. The Dow has fallen 191 points at 33,946. Oil is up 8 cents at 61.43 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up eight one-hundredths of a cent at 80.09 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.